0: I'm news columnist, John A. Torres, and welcome back to Wild Florida, where we take a look at some of the unique and sometimes scary wildlife that Florida has to offer. In this episode, T.C. Palm reporter, Lisa Broad, takes us into the world of a waddling armored creature that, like many of us, came from out of state, but now calls Florida home. Uh,
1: I was walking my dog one evening, as the sun was setting, I'm um, having this very peaceful, leisurely stroll with my dog, and I saw an armadillo, and it was my very first armadillo that I'd ever seen. And it was just roaming along, um, you know, like sort of foraging or whatever it was doing. And suddenly, um, it noticed us, and my dog got a little bit freaked out, and the armadillo literally jumped into the air, four feet in the air, and scared me. I, you know, I jumped, I screamed. I'd never seen a creature do that before. Like it was just rolling along and then suddenly it was jumping in the air. And um, I never forgot that experience. I've never seen it again. but, But it was definitely memorable. Armadillos,
2: those prehistoric looking armored critters, are among the wonderful animals that make Florida weird. Both scaring and grossing out transplants like me, Lisa Brote, regional growth and development reporter with Treasure Coast Newspapers, and the woman you just heard, Stacy Ranieri, a Martin County resident. Though they seem to fit right in, armadillos are actually native to South and Central America and have only been in Florida for about 100 years. Anyway, if you've been here longer than a few months, you've probably seen one. Though maybe not alive, because thanks to poor eyesight and hearing, the nocturnal creature is among the most common of Florida roadkill. Plus, that defensive mechanism that Stacy experienced, the one that caused the armadillo to jump four feet in the air, that's a behavior that makes the armadillo good at evading predators and bad at avoiding cars.
3: Even with squirrels and other animals that get hit by cars a lot, a lot of times the behaviors they do are things they would do to a predator that's chasing them, actively going to be following them. Unfortunately, they don't realize a car is just driving straight. So like a lot of times armadillos will jump, squirrels will run back and forth. These are all just different methods to deter a predator. Unfortunately, does not work against cars always.
2: That's Madison Polk, a keeper at the Central Florida Zoo in Sanford. Madison has gotten to know armadillos well while caring for the zoo's eight-year-old armadillo, known affectionately as Piglet.
3: They're very inquisitive, um, they are very Curious, inquisitive, but mostly they really like to explore. Um, They can be docile as far as wild animals go. I would never recommend going up to one, but they're not going to chase or you know be aggressive or any manner like that. Um, They do have things to deter predators, but they don't usually go after predators.
2: But with long, sharp claws, a voracious appetite for earthworms and other underground insects, and a tendency to dig deep burrows, armadillos are a nightmare for gardeners. And it turns out. The more you care about your lawn and water your lawn and take care of it, the more insects you're likely to have, making your lawn a paradise for hungry armadillos. Luke Grubaugh, a nuisance animal trapper in Palm Bay, said armadillos are second only to wild hogs in their ability to destroy yards overnight. Yep, we've got wild hogs down here too.
0: I've been to people's homes where they've just been broken down in tears over these animals because, you know, they spend so much time and money and energy on manicuring their lawns and keeping up with everything, and then this animal comes right by and destroys everything. So it's it's heartbreaking for them.
2: Animal experts say there are a couple things you can do to protect your lawn, most notably watering your lawn less or watering it in the morning, giving it a chance to dry out before night when armadillos come out to eat. You can also build a fence or try live traps. Now, lawn damage aside, there is of course an even darker side to armadillos, one you've probably heard about. Armadillos can carry leprosy, an ancient infectious disease that causes skin lesions and nerve damage. The good news is that leprosy is pretty hard to get. Dan Martinelli is the director of the Treasure Coast Wildlife Hospital. I'll let him explain.
4: You apparently have to do some Considerable manipulation or go to considerable extremes in handling an infected animal like an armadillo in order for you to begin to contract the disease. So it really doesn't pose that much of a threat. Casual contact with it, having the animal in the backyard, uh, you know, having one run over out front and you want to go out with a shovel and scrape it up and put it in the garbage can. All of those things are really quite safe for humans to do it's not going to be a case of exposure at all.
2: To get leprosy, Dan says, you'd more or less have to handle it every day. Pick it up, cuddle with it, like you might a kitten or a puppy. Basically make it your pet. But turns out, that's a thing that people actually do. Have you heard of people keeping armadillos as
4: pets? Sure. Why? (laughs) Why do we keep dogs? Why do we keep Vietnamese pot pigs? Why do we keep parakeets? You know, people have different tastes, and they, they're they're mammals. Um, they're warm to the touch. They actually have a rather interesting and maybe you could call it cute face. Uh, I don't know how endearing they would be. I don't know how personally interactive they might be. But then most people's cats aren't personally interactive either. So I'm not sure that that's a criterion. Um, for some people, mm, that's enough. So some people might get some enjoyment out of that.
2: Dan, of course, does not recommend keeping armadillos or any other wild animals as pets. Hillary Sampson, also a zookeeper at the Central Florida Zoo, agrees. Also, she says, they're just kind of bad pets. I mean, terrible at playing fetch and likely to keep you up at night with this delightful sound. <coughs>
1: Animals like armadillos have very specific diets, and they are insectivores. And to be able to mim- mimic that can be a little bit more challenging. It's not like you go and grab a dog or cat food brand off of a shelf in a pet store. So there are a lot of challenges, whether it's an armadillo or a parrot or a snake, that go in with taking care of exotic animals that people don't always think about. They see really cute pictures or really cute videos. And they kind of get drawn in. And while I'll agree, armadillos are very adorable, but I would never want one in my house Poop alone smells horrible <laughs> because of what they eat. and People don't always think about that. And as keepers, we spend probably 90% of the time cleaning up after these animals. So I love all the animals I work with, but I would not want any of them in my <laughs> house. But there's another
2: way you can interact with armadillos and contract leprosy. Here's Dan again.
4: Why would you be touching armadillos? Well, you wouldn't be unless, unless you like them for some reason. So it's either your pet or your lunch and probably a lot more people interested in lunch than they are in the pet. And so places that have a tradition of eating this animal and having it on their diet are places where you would expect to see transmission of leprosy. Uh, and, and I know that in some places they are well, I had a friend that referred to it as the other other white meat. He it said it's the shell pig. You know it looks like pork. It tastes like pork. It masquerades as pork. So if you live in a particular place, in a particular culture uh, where this is food, and and you hunt for it, then you have a much higher likelihood of the possibility of transmission of that disease.
2: That's right, he said shell pig. Also known as hoover hog, possum on the half shell, and the ironclad possum. Despite its many nicknames, Eating armadillo, at least these days, is fairly rare, and contracting leprosy is even rarer. According to the Centers for Disease Control, there are about 9,000 people in the United States living with it, and about 200 new cases a year. Armadillo's notoriety has more to do with the nature of leprosy than with the prevalence of the disease, according to Dan.
4: There are other things that are much more noxious and much more easily transmissible to you than leprosy it just happens that again culturally leprosy is such a big deal you know in biblical times you know they were the unclean because you couldn't help them and they didn't die real quick they were around for a really long time and the disfigurement that the disease caused was really horrible um, but they didn't die so you would see it and it was part of part of your your your, your cultural menu. you know it was just part of life that there were these infected people that had this horrible disease. So we have a, a, a thousands of years history of condemning looking down on and being horrified by this disease. So we tend to look down on uh, this particular disease more than perhaps any other in the history of the world. And that gives us a, that gives us a different way of viewing it when we're talking about an animal like an armadillo. Um, so yeah, I think the armadillo is really getting a bad rap. It is a, it is a bad disease, but at least it's a treatable disease, whereas rabies is not.
2: And in fact, armadillos have actually done good things for leprosy. Once scientists discovered armadillos could carry leprosy, they finally had a test subject on which to perform medical experiments and could begin making inroads in fighting the devastating disease resulting in the modern treatments we use today. The experts I spoke to for this story said they couldn't estimate how many armadillos are living in Florida and disagreed about whether the population is increasing or decreasing. Hillary, for one though, said her sense is that the population is increasing. Bad news for the average Florida homeowner, whose lawn can be destroyed overnight by one lone armadillo.
1: I think the reason why we see them so prolifically in the United States um, as they have kind of expanded their natural range is because that pretty long lifespan and then they become reproductively mature about a year and they can have, well they do have quadruplets each time they have babies.
3: They're
1: genetically identical quadruplets. So each time they have babies and that could be like a 12 or 15 maybe 20 year lifespan. So in that 19 potential years they're producing four babies a year. So they have so a pretty good yeah, grow, yeah. They have a pretty good um reproductive rate as far as species go.
2: I did the math. An armadillo that lives to 15, if it's ambitious, it could have 50 to 60 babies. And those babies, they could produce more than 3,000 armadillos. Madison says that if the population is indeed increasing, that could explain some of the kind of strange behaviors that are popping up. Behaviors that are not popular around
3: here but also just as we take more habitat from them, there's not gonna be as much food available or um, the type of habitat range that they prefer isn't gonna be as available, so they're finding new ways to kind of find food. There's actually a lot of um, issues a little more south of here with armadillos because um, they've learned to kind of dig up sea turtle nests, Um, And that's causing a lot of problems because that's not a natural behavior for armadillos. Typically in the past, they weren't going after sea turtles. But with more habitat loss, they're looking for other sources of food. So they're actually creating more problems for other animals. So sure,
2: armadillos might eat endangered sea turtle eggs. They also might destroy your lawn and could give you one of the world's most detested diseases. But in spite of all that, I agree with Dan. Armadillos do get a bad rep. Think of the positives. While destroying your lawn, the armadillo takes care of unwanted pests, including cockroaches, scorpions, and termites. And though they do carry leprosy, they also are the test subjects that allowed doctors to develop breakthrough medical treatments. Most of all, though, the armadillo is just one of those animals that makes Florida so Florida-y. I mean, we're talking about an animal that can both clear a five-foot-tall fence and hold its breath underwater for six minutes while wearing a suit of armor. So I say, stay strong, armadillos.
0: I'm John Torres, and thanks for listening to Wild Florida. That was T.C. Palm reporter Lisa Broad. You can follow her on Twitter at L-I-S-A-B-R-O-A-D-T. And special thanks to Joe Furman for allowing us to use the audio of the screaming armadillo. On our next episode, Florida Today reporter Jessica Saggio will recount a wild Florida encounter she had with an unwanted predator in her own home. For more information on these critters and web exclusives, please go to tcpalm.com wildflorida or newspress.com wildflorida or our other participating sites. Wild Florida is brought to you by the USA Today Network, Florida.